Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Greg Kiefer, and today I have a special guest, Mr. Richard Barnett. Richard, Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Today, Richard, we're going to talk a little bit about supply chain segmentation. Before we start, what is that? So supply chain segmentation is a methodology in a way, a way of looking into end at your supply chain and linking the customer segments that you're serving and the insights around how to serve those customers well and their preferences all the way through your integrated set of supply chain processes so that you can think about optimizing to the appropriate product manufactured in the right way at the appropriate service level and lead time to best meet or exceed your customer's expectations. So a lot of companies are going through this kind of journey of going through segmentation and realizing they don't just have one supply chain. They could have upwards of five to seven supply chains that they're actually managing sometimes with one process or one strategy at different steps in the supply chain. So that's what's interesting about segmentation. Right, right. So it really goes from a one-size-fits-all to something vastly different. A multi-dimensional cube. And that's one of the challenges around going through this segmentation exercise is that you kind of start looking at multiple factors or attributes that you might want to segment against. But what you realize is that you've got to keep it balanced in terms of simplicity or you can't really make changes happen that align to that strategy. Right. Now, we just went through segmentation 101. Yeah. This is not new news to the leaders, the supply chain leaders at companies. They're talking about this a lot, right? Right. Well, and it started with customer segmentation strategies to some degree, right? I mean, you'll see it, the kind of two demand side and supply facing executives and strategies sort of met in the middle, right? So you saw for a long time strategies around supplier segmentation, thinking about where am I going to manufacture, what products, what's in source versus what's outsourced, thinking about supply chain network design has also been a kind of a key driver here as well. Do I want to manufacture and ship products closer to the region that my customer base is in? Or do I want to globally support manufacturing centralized in one or two locations? On the demand side, there's been a lot of insight around understanding, am I selling through distributors and channel partners? What's the end customer needs and requirements? Do they want solutions or do they want hardware products? What are the price points? What are the levels of customization and service that they want across the board? And in some cases, it's exactly the same product, but delivered with appropriate service with enough customization or configuration that has a totally different profit margin and premium. So that work on both sides of kind of the demand and supply sides of the house have really come together. Outside consultants, innovators in the industry have really gotten fairly mature around these segmentation strategies. Right. Now, it sounds kind of hard. What's preventing this from taking off or is it already taking off? It's definitely taking off, I would argue that depending on the specific industry that you're in or a company's specific level of complexity, there's low-hanging fruit, there's an emerging path dependency around how to get to the treasure map, so to speak, within that journey. We see a lot of varying degrees of implementation and success. In the high-tech industry, for example, one of the biggest reasons and patterns for funding a segmentation strategy was simply getting the right mode of transportation. Sounds really simple, but there's a lot of high-tech companies that were shipping everything air, and that's a pretty high premium you know, mode transportation delivery option for all customers. Say a company moves into selling more in retail. Well, they really probably shouldn't be shipping everything on air. Even though you've got pretty short product life cycles and, and margin risk, they should be looking at more efficient methods because their margins are so much lower on that product base. Similarly, you saw companies move through build to order versus configure order to build to stock. And some companies were really optimal and did a great job of doing build to order only, but now they need to move to a hybrid model where they build ahead to a forecast and kind of push product to those areas where they want to optimize margin and then keep some capacity and actually reinvest in maybe additional services, value-added services that they can do around build order, configured order with very short lead time, but really sell that at a premium 
and market it and sell it that way. So to be great at supply chain segmentation, it can be a transformation effort. It involves people, process, technology, and policy changes. It means segmenting what you sell to your customers. It means thinking through your pricing, your subscription, your service contracts with your customers to kind of get to the highest margin gain for going back all the way through your supply chain and re-engineering it to maximize that value or maximize that customer experience. Long story short, it's taken a while for some companies, and it's really easy to design on paper, and there's actually some analytical models you can do if you're an outside consulting firm to come in and say, hey, there's tons of insight here. If you made these 15 moves and you actually went from managing one supply chain organization to seven with the same people that you have in your organization, you're going to drive growth and improve profitability. But that's a big if. From a technology perspective, what's out there to you know help companies get there? Because this sounds like just massive, complex, global orchestration. How do you get a handle on that from a technology perspective? Well, I think part of it has been the sort of first tools are supply chain network design tools that might look at cost factors. A little bit of a static model, but it's the ability to kind of rethink about not just the location of where I'm making and what customer base I'm shipping to or supporting or servicing, but make changes around, for example, this mode of transportation decision, right? What if I shipped ocean versus air? What is my new lead time? What's my new service level? What do I need to do differently, right? So there's some tools that help you kind of get a sense of where the opportunity areas are. But then to make the change happen and to make it scale really requires fundamentally a way to segment your supply chain by role and by function that may relate to certain products. It may relate to certain regions. It most certainly relates to aligning the right analytics and exception management framework cross-functionally across different roles. And frankly, that really requires a cloud-based sort of supply chain platform to get all those roles segmented into one common view. So an order is not just an order anymore. I might segment those orders and say, okay, for these orders, for this customer segment, I have different service level requirements. I have different inventory policies. I have different sources where I'm manufacturing. And I want to understand and manage the total cost to serve for that end-to-end segment differently. And this is one of those nuanced points. A lot of the cost to serve analysis that drives the insight, like I talked about, of kind of offline analysis of where the opportunity might be, the signals for the incentives for hitting to those cost to serve goals of those trade-off decisions are hard to light up for the people that are making decisions every day because those costs in most ERP systems are accrued costs that are buried within some profit margin assumption. So you're sending the wrong signal to your sales organization around what the true margin is for selling to a different customer segments. You might try to change your policies, but only if you can handle the variable costs that are actually associated with the end-to-end process of where I source the supply to make that good, let's say in manufacturing, where I manufacture it, what the whip lead time is, where I hold the inventory, all the associated logistics and handling fees that may go through that, all the way to customer delivery delivery, until you have a variable view of your cost, you're never going to truly measure cost to serve to operationalize a segmentation model. So the companies that have been world leaders in this area have done whatever they can to actually light up and understand where those variances in the cost to serve sort of opportunities are, implement that through a cloud-based network approach and use it as a foundation for their strategy. And then if there's some gaps and in incentive alignment or visibility, then they try to enforce that behavior through policy or other exceptions. But you know, you see that going on in the automotive industry, tier one, tier two suppliers and OEMs, high tech, pharmaceutical. It's become pretty critical for companies that are serving a wide variety of customers, industrial, integrated industrial uh, conglomerates that are multinationals. 
and they're getting far along, but the real accelerator is a cloud-based supply chain strategy to implement it. I can just see how you introduce this, you know, the upside in various segments and how you orchestrate and drive everything in a particular segment of a supply chain. There's a whole optimization opportunity there that probably companies have never even thought of, right? Right. Just to tell you one of the pitfalls, it's a common one. So you might have the supply chain segmentation strategy and you've got a sales organization that is in Europe that sells to retail, to small and medium business, and to large enterprises. Now, you've said, okay, we have a segmentation journey and we're going to treat the same product maybe sold into those three different markets, but I'm going to sell it and relabel it or you know badge it differently for the retail segment. And then I'm going to bundle it with some enterprise servers, let's say, or, or some other products and services for the enterprise. I'm going to bundle it into an industry solution specific bundle. And then for small medium business, I'm going to have incentives for VARs, you know, value-added resellers or partners to sell that solution. I may even define in manufacturing that some of those products, same product, I build build-a-stock, and some I do only on build-to-order. And I may define that for retail, I want ocean motor transport, and for everything else, I want some hybrid, right? Air, truck, whatever is kind of medium-level cost investment. But the ERP system allows the salesperson, when they enter the order, to determine what the mode of transportation is and to determine what the delivery options are because that's the way the ERP was set up and it provides that level of control. And I've got a PL where the regions, right, the sales regions own the PL and they're not seeing the true variable cost associated with delivery of that good. They don't know if I've just done something that actually killed the margin. I'm actually losing money for every box that I'm selling into a retailer. I've seen that happen three years ago at a large global $60 billion PC company where for a year and a half they were losing money in every single box they sold into retail and didn't know it really until they looked at reconciled all up aggregated costs for a total logistics transportation spend and they were incenting their sales guys to grow in volume and they were totally out of whack. So there's big traps along the way that if you don't get real clarity and orchestration end to end, that a lot of the opportunities identified in the kind of offline analysis around segmentation can uh, not be realized. And you can actually have major problems occur that kind of killed the strategy. But with a kind of a cross-functional approach with looking at the analytics on a variable cost basis, that gives a lot of control, a lot of, you know, ability for leaders who are leading that segmentation journey to really see where those opportunities are, see where the gaps are, and kind of continue making progress. Right. I, I just see most companies going in this direction. And I got to believe that as this matures and yeah. gets more of the standard than the exception, right. information is going to be the key driver, right? Well, it is. And it's interesting because it challenges a lot of your assumptions because you're taking in the same capacity that you have in your manufacturing, the same people who've been doing their job kind of a certain way, and you've told them do it faster, cheaper, more efficiently. And now you're saying, wait a minute here, by taking the same exact supply chain capabilities that we have and rematching them, now we can actually improve profitability by 10, 20, 30%. We can grow into new markets. But how do you how do you manage seven supply chains with the resources that it took to manage one supply chain before? That's where the creativity comes right. into play. Right. And that's what's kind of exciting is to seeing that innovation happening end to end. And it's filtering out, right, and segmenting the supply chain by role, by function, across all the costs and measuring them and then having those controls. So companies that are able to do that, it's a big innovation opportunity and it makes everyone, I think, a little bit more excited about their role at the company and not feel like they're just buried under the constant pressure to just do it faster, cheaper, better. Yeah, it's probably a good opportunity for a lot of business school courses as well as <laughs> yeah, this goes no, along. Yeah, we're seeing the case studies yeah. for you know Harvard Business School yeah, being written today. Right. Okay, well, thanks a bunch, Richard. I think we could probably go on on this subject for hours and hours, but that's great stuff. This is Greg Kiefer, Supply Chain Radio, and we are signing off. 